How will USHBC empower the industry to make blueberries the world's favorite fruit? Shibani is really lucky. I think we have some of the most passionate food product developers throughout our new product development and R&D teams, especially because as a chef, you know, you're putting your name on this product and this ingredient, right? So you want to be able to stand in front of it proudly and say that, hey, this is good for you. I'm really passionate about it. I have no problem feeding this ingredient to my kid or utilizing it in my cooking on a day-to-day -day basis. It's going to take a team approach, working together, innovating, collaborating. And on today's episode, we'll talk to one of our R&D advisory board members as an example of how USHBC is working to empower our food manufacturers, food service, and retail channel professionals to help drive our new vision forward. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. As you heard in our last episode, we are expanding our efforts in the area of food manufacturing to find ways to get blueberries in more products. A big part of that effort is listening to consumers and to companies about what matters most to them. Today, we have a great opportunity to hear from a chef at a very well-known and respected food brand, Chobani. But before we introduce that guest, I'll introduce my co-host for today's episode, Vice President of Global Business Development at USHBC and NABC, Alicia Adler. Alicia, welcome back. Thanks, Casey. I'm excited about this episode. Yes. Well, me too. I've been looking forward to this episode ever since our fall tech symposium and fall meetings where we introduced members of the new R&D advisory board. So one aspect that will be interesting to dig into is that he is a part of the inaugural group of food manufacturing experts that are working closely with you and your team on expanding our blueberry footprint. We'll be getting into who that guest is here in a minute. But first, could you just tell the audience a little bit about the R&D Advisory Board in case they're not aware? Sure. The USHBC R&D Advisory Board was formed this year out of the Global Food Manufacturing Program. And our Global Food Manufacturing Program is really taking on the focus on innovation and really trying to lead the blueberry ingredient supply side of the business into new product development, finding new applications, new ways to use blueberries. And what we realized is that we really need to bridge and bring together the suppliers, the processors, the ingredient suppliers with the companies that are innovating and developing new products containing blueberries and containing different blueberry ingredient formats and really bring them all together and really discuss what needs to happen on both sides in order to move this part of the industry forward. Our inaugural board has many members from different parts of the ingredients sector, both on the supply and demand side. And it's been really interesting to see the discussions we've already had. They came to our fall meetings and tech tour. We were able to show them, actually, you know, bring them into a blueberry field, meat growers, and then also have some really great discussions among themselves, just learning from each other. And hopefully what we want to come out of that is to really drive USHBC's program 
programming and really respond to those needs and be a resource for both sides to really develop this part of the business because it's really, really important to have a really healthy fresh market and a healthy ingredient market. Yeah. Well, I think in my short tenure in this business and in this position, it was exciting to see the white coating ceremony in Salem. It's very encouraging to see that kind of community come together and certainly the depth of expertise that this new board will bring our program in connecting those dots and really wanting to ensure that we continue to drive the food ingredient and industrial use of blueberries forward as we go forward from here. So I'm excited to hear what you and our guest have to discuss with us today. And speaking of that guest, why don't you introduce to everyone who is joining us today? Well, Casey, today our guest is Jake Breer. He's a corporate chef at Chobani and one of the inaugural members of the USHBC R&D Advisory Board. He's been a part of the board from its inception and um, came to Oregon with us back in September for the fall meetings and tech tour. So welcome, Jake, to the Business of Blueberries podcast. And we wanted to have you on and actually speak to our audience and our listeners about innovation and really your take on blueberries from your side of the industry. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to Chobani and your background? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Alicia and Casey, for having me on. So I'm really excited to be here. So I've always been really passionate about food and culinary arts. I uh, worked in many restaurants kind of in my early days and then attended Johnson Wales University out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And while I was attending Johnson Wales, I had the opportunity to connect with the culinary director at Chobani. And we were working a show in Expo West, showcasing different ways to utilize Greek yogurt for the consumer. We ended up connecting pretty strongly and were able to hit it off. And he asked me to come on board and help develop some recipes and different culinary strategies, both for food service and the at-home consumer. So I've been with Chobani for about eight years now doing just that. Yeah, that's great. And you've been there for eight years. And, you know, as not only as a consumer, but obviously working in the blueberry industry, it's been really interesting to watch all of Chobani's new product launches and what they've really done for the Greek yogurt category and really the dairy now. I mean, you've we've seen lots of different new product launches in different areas. And so it's been really interesting to work with you because you've really been a part of that for so many years now. So you're also now on our R&D advisory board, and we're really wanting to know, like, what are your reactions so far? What do you think so far? What have been some of your takeaways from being a part of the group? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really enjoying this opportunity to connect with people in the blueberry industry. I've been learning so much about the process, specifically in detail. So having the chance to talk to this group of individuals throughout the rest of the board, who all collectively work with this ingredient in some format really gives me a full picture of the entire process from farming to processing and then the final good on the shelf. I think it's that kind of big picture mentality that allows you to take a step back and think about a single ingredient like blueberries a little bit differently than before. And that's where, you know, the impact comes and you're able to kind of make change and create innovation. Participating in the fall meetings to the tech tour, were there any key takeaways from being in Oregon and, and actually seeing everything in person? Yeah, I would say the most apparent takeaway, which was a little surprising, was just the strong sense of community that I got from the entire week being there with everyone. You can really tell that the entire group is really working together to promote the usage of blueberries. 
it was really refreshing and it was exciting to see a commodity group that is so passionate about its industry. So I thought that was really unique and I really enjoyed how everyone was really supportive of each other. Yeah, it was fun to see, you know, obviously the intersection of the R&D board coming together for the first time, have those connections. You know, what you are acknowledging, which is something that I've recognized, certainly being here for the time I've been here, is there is this kind of community of support, you know, that comes together almost like family. And then I just loved watching you jump right in to be a part of the family. It was like watching you network in the halls and just work in the room and and getting people to get to know you. And so that's why I think in part, I was telling Alicia after the event, I was like, we got to get him on the show. We got to talk blueberries with Jake. I don't know all those conversations he must've had, but it was really fun for me. And I think for everyone who got to meet you to see you just kind of plug into that community. Yeah, well, it was great. I got to meet some really uh, unique and interesting people that are just super clearly super passionate about blueberries. You know, Shelly, we spent a lot of time with her on our bus in between the different stops on the tech tour and Rex was really great. And I talked to him several times throughout. And I think it was either one of them that said, you know, everyone here, we're blueberry people and we're all invested in this work that we're doing. And every one of us are, are all a part of this. So it did feel very, you know, very unified in that sense. Yeah, just a very neat experience for everyone to be able to make those kind of farm to, in the case of your experience, you know, you're not always out in the Pacific Northwest to see some of uh, these types of farming operations. Where are you located today? Like, what's your corporate location typically? Yeah, so uh, I live in Brooklyn in New York, and our corporate office and headquarters where there's a test kitchen that I oversee is in Soho in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. So it is kind of a big deal to, you know, connect that dot. I mean, you were all the way out there in the Pacific Northwest to kind of walk those blueberry fields. Obviously we've got fields around the country, but a neat connection, you know, not just in community, but with the product itself. So again, it was neat to meet you there. It was neat to meet the entire R&D board there, but a really cool, what you just described is the sense of community that does exist in the industry. So yeah, it was fun to have you. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And it was very apparent and very strong. It was something that I noticed right away. I mean, Growers from all over the country who, you know, in someone else's mindset might be competing against each other. We're coming together and celebrating each other's victories. I thought that was really fun and unique. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully some folks back at your office there are jealous of that white coat that you got there in Salem. And, you know, I'm sure you've worn a lot of white coats over the years, but we appreciate you wearing ours. And uh, we have a lot more to cover with you here, Jake. But before we go any further, let's take a break for our crop report. As regular listeners know, we've been getting reports from our South American counterparts since their seasons kicked off. So here, once again, is your blueberry crop report. It's time now for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today, you'll hear from Luis Vegas in Peru, Frederico Valle in Argentina, and Andres Armstrong in Chile. This was recorded on November 10th, 2021. Hello, my name is Andres Armstrong. I'm the executive director of the Chilean Blueberry Committee, and I'm here to give you our uh, first uh, crop report of the season. This is uh, up to week 43. Well, to begin with, the our forecast for the whole season is the, the same uh, volumes that we shipped last season to all of the destinations. Chile shipped 258 million pounds of fresh blueberries to regions in the world, and then 116 million pounds of frozen, making a total of 
34 million pounds of blueberries uh, last season. The, what we have so far, the progress of the fresh blueberry export season this um, this week continues without major setbacks. Chile have shipped so far 2.5 million pounds, which is 13% less than the volume accumulated to week 43 last season. Last week's shipments are still distributed into two markets, Asia and the US, split in 61% in Asia and 39% in the US. The most important variety exported during the, this week was Rocio, contributing 22% of the volume. This is our report for the week. Thank you very much for the opportunity. See you next week. Uh, thank you very much. My name is Federico Baia. I'm in representation of the ABC Argentina Blueberry Committee. This will be the crop report for week 44 from Argentina. We have shipped a total of 2 million pounds this uh, last week, week 44. Uh, out of that, 31% went to the US. Uh, with this uh, 2 million pounds, Argentina reached 15.3 million pounds in total to all the markets. And out of that, 7.5 million pounds were shipped to the U.S., which represents 50%. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Luis with the crop report from Peru. So up until week 44 of the season, Peru has shipped a total of 354 million pounds of fresh blueberries worldwide, representing a growth of 43% in volume versus uh, the last season. From this overall volume, 55% has been shipped to the U.S. During week 44, a total of 18.2 million pounds were shipped. 55% of this volume was shipped to the U.S. Uh, with 10 million pounds, uh, which are expected to arrive the U.S. market during the last week of November. Uh, our latest forecast for, for the season, uh, well, we're expecting a growth of 39% in volume by the end of the season. Uh, and uh, regarding the different markets, we are expecting a growth of 47% in volume shipped to the U.S. Finally, from the overall volume uh, shipped during the season, we're expecting that by the end of the season, 8% uh, of the overall volume shipped uh, will be organic. So that's a report from Peru. Uh, thank you. Well, thanks again to our colleagues in the Southern Hemisphere who carry on these important reports during the North American offseason. As a reminder, you can go to the new USHBC website where you'll find our Data and Insight Center to see more data of what's happening in our blueberry industry. We've made that snapshot view of USDA data on production and price an online resource for everyone to access easily and quickly. Make sure you go to ushbc.org to check that out. And I would add that that Data and Insight Center just launched a Mintel reporting piece to it, which I'm super excited about. If you're familiar with getting our Data and Insights page, uh, this is a really cool addition to what you'll find that is uniquely provided by USHBC. Yeah, well, USHBC subscribes to the Global New Product Database through Mintel. It's what helps drive our priorities and our market prioritization. And what we wanted to do through the Data and Insight Center is provide regular updates to subscribers to the industry and let them see what new products, what brands like Trebani are launching in the marketplace. And then also not only guide our programming, but help measure our progress in those categories and really see, okay, we've been really working in this particular category 
story or the segment and how is it tracking over time? And so obviously adding transparency and accountability, using data to add that to our programs is important. You know, obviously we're trying to build a data and insight center that's as comprehensive as possible beyond market pricing. And this was another layer of information and data that we can provide the industry. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, me too. And I was just browsing around on it myself on my travel back from Seattle, ran into the Berry Twinkie, which was, I don't know when that was released, but an interesting uh, way where you can kind of just keep track of all the things that are coming into market there on the Mintel database. So to see that and more, make sure you go to ushbc.org forward slash data to check that out. Okay, Alicia, let's jump back in with our conversation with Jake. So Jake, we're going to dive into the topic of innovation in the food industry and hopefully draw some conclusions about what this means for us in the blueberry industry. So maybe to start, can you dive a little bit deeper into you know, your role at Chobani within the food service and your test kitchen and Soho and where you're at, but really how your role fits into the larger Chobani brand and you know how R&D really affects what you do at Chobani? Yeah, absolutely. I'm super, super lucky. I've, I've got what I call a dream job. It's been great here. My current role is the corporate chef. So I oversee a majority of the culinary for the brand and work out of the test kitchen here in New York City, where we develop recipes utilizing the Chobani products. We create those recipes for a lot of different uses. It could be brand marketing on social or our website. It could be for different campaigns across the brand. I also spend a lot of time focusing and developing concepts for our B2B business. So our food service customers across different segments like lodging, travel, and chain accounts who utilize a lot of yogurt within their operations. Chobani is really lucky. I mean, we've got some of the most passionate food product developers throughout our new product development and R&D teams. While they mostly operate out of our innovation center at our plant in Twin Falls, I take advantage of any opportunity to bring culinary view to the table and, and really interact with them. For me, it's really great having the chance to learn from them, but ultimately getting to take the amazing products that they develop and expand those products in different ways by creating you know, usage applications for kitchens either at home or across the industry has been really special and really fun, especially because as a chef, you know, you're putting your name on this product and this ingredient, right? So you want to be able to stand in front of it proudly and say that, hey, this is good for you. I'm really passionate about it. I have no problem feeding this ingredient to my kid or utilizing it in my cooking on a day-to-day basis. So what is really great about working at Chibani is I get to touch all of those things from a flavor and health perspective. And it's been really exciting. Yeah. So I know, of course, we can't reveal anything proprietary, but can you speak to some of the innovation that's already launched in the marketplace and kind of the evolution of innovation in the food industry and in particular in the dairy category? Yeah, absolutely. So what I would say for us at Chobani is that we we often look at categories that we feel like we can disrupt in some format and provide more healthy options for the consumer. If you give them great tasting food that's also good for you, they're bound to choose that option. So if you take a look back at yogurt, it was a stale category. Uh, we entered it and we were able to disrupt that category and provide these great consumer options that are health forward and focused using all natural food. So that was a really great, exciting time. And moving forward to today, where Chobani continues to innovate in other dairy categories, we now have our farm fresh creamer line, right? So creamers are kind of a stale category. And we're entering into this space with this farm fresh dairy cream that we're upcycling from our yogurt making process. 
And we are able to kind of come into this space that, you know, has been kind of existing for some time with no real new innovation around health-focused ingredients. And we're providing a really great option for consumers. And uh, I think that's what's great about Chobani is we're always looking for a space to disrupt and provide some new kind of fun innovations. You know, at Food Evolution Summit, I attended back in September, your colleague, Adam Croissant, who works on R&D in Idaho, right? But he gave a presentation on innovation and used your oat milk product line as an example of how Chobani came out in front leading that particular product development. Can you speak a little bit about some of these products that have already launched that in addition to the dairy creamer, I mean, oat milk is an example, right? Yeah, absolutely. So oat milk has been, you know, trending for several years now and something that Chobani thinks, you know, very highly of. And not to say that, you know, we're not dairy first. We love our dairy farmers. We support the dairy industry really strongly, but we also want to play in a plant-based space. And then having that innovation within our portfolio has helped us become a more full food company outside of just Greek yogurt. So it's really expanding our portfolio for us. And in addition to that, you know, we're, we're still launching innovations within the dairy space. You know, we just launched our new zero sugar yogurt, which is really exciting, along with some cold brew coffees and kind of touching on the beverage aspect as well. So that's been really fun. And I, I have both of those in my refrigerator, so I could say that <laughs> the, the cold brew caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that one. And so in terms of blueberry ingredient usage in these products, like, can you talk to us about what are some ideal blueberry ingredients for the dairy category? So when you're innovating and you want to incorporate blueberries, what are the types of formats that you look at as, okay, this would be a really great fit for this type of product? Our most popular yogurt skew today and has been through majority of the company history is our blueberry fruit on the bottom 5.3 ounce single serve cup. You know, we purchase several million pounds of fruit annually that goes into a prep that we use for that item. That's one of our most popular SKUs and always has been. I think blueberries is just one of those flavor profiles that is so consumer focused. It's always been a home run for us within the yogurt space. And it pairs really well too with our Greek yogurt in the fact that, you know, it's creamy, delicious, and, and kind of has a nice balance of sweetness to it. So as you guys are looking at these other innovations, you certainly have ventured into other uh, CPG items, one in particular, a partnership with Nature Ripe. So maybe share a little bit about how that's going. Yeah, that was a really fun partnership that we looked at through our food service lens. And with the recent shifts in the food service industry, we saw this huge gap and a really a big need for a longer shelf life parfait that's more suitable for the grab and go space. So Nature Red being a huge fruit provider, supplier and solutions provider, we looked to them to kind of provide this more food service focused style parfait uh, with fresh blueberries instead of frozen all with a 21-day shelf life, which is pretty much unheard of when we're talking about a grab-and-go parfait. Usually in that space, you know, you're looking at a shelf life of three days tops after production. So this has been a really remarkable uh, launch for us, and we're, we're really excited to see that get out there and, and catch it in a few grab-and-go coolers across the country. Yeah, I know you probably can't talk a little bit about how those partnerships get established there at Chobani, but you know, when you have kind of this cross-section of partners in R&D in different parts of the country, how does your team come together? Where does that inspiration generally come from? You know, how does that work for you operationally? 
So over time, a few people from our food service division were able to connect with the right people from Nature Ripe in identifying this need that we wanted to create this parfait that was more food service focused and would really lend itself well to the grab and go space. And this is going to help us you know, create different opportunities for operators across the country and providing this solution by offering this 21-day shelf life item. So that was really how that came to fruition. And it's really exciting to see those partnerships pop up when they do, because you know that, you know, between Chobani and NatureRipe, we've got a common goal. Absolutely. So, you know, clearly what we're seeing in the food ingredient space, and we can see it in some of the research we've done with consumers is that, you know, brands are focused on that storytelling and they're making moves in the areas of things like sustainability in order to kind of bring that perspective forward to consumers who care about these things and be able to tell that story you know, food ingredient, where it comes from, any of these number of things, how it was grown, the kind of care and handling that's been taking place from farm to fork kind of a deal. What's that conversation like at Chobani? What are you guys doing as you're thinking about that next innovation? How is that cultural expectation hitting with that innovation and that creativity that you guys are responsible for? Yeah, well, I would say that Chobani feels very tied to sustainability and it's immensely important to us you know, as Chibani would say, we have a role in protecting our planet. And I think that we could lean into that message with our new paper cup launch. It's an 80% paperboard cup that we're utilizing in our alternative milk oat yogurt. So that's something that's really exciting. And, and hopefully that's just the beginning. But, you know, we have huge initiatives across the company to increase our sustainable footprint and just provide innovation that has sustainability within the core of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Even for our industry, we're working collectively on our very sustainable, you know, kind of clamshell initiative where we're taking that kind of plastics initiative. But I feel like, you know, as industries, we're all looking for these different ways in order to affect change in the consumer experience that is a part of all of our responsibilities. So I appreciate you sharing, you know, what those things are. Yeah. And I was able to uh, capture some of that throughout the tech tour. I really thought some of the advancements in research and the tech within the farming phase of the blueberry space was really remarkable. I mean, everything from Bernadine Strick's research on the mulch fertilization to what I thought was really unique was utilizing the drone thermal imagery to kind of manage the water uses across the crops. Super, super remarkable. And then we can't forget the autonomous tractor. That was Pretty cool, really eye-opening. I think I need one. I don't have a yard really, but I want an autonomous tractor anyways. Yeah, no, that was super cool. The Monarch tractor. And uh, we did an episode with Praveen, their CEO, just talking about, again, you know, what from the very beginning can be done. And then of course, you know, just connecting this dot with you about what's being handled at the manufacturing side of things in order for the consumer experience to be what they're increasingly expecting us to deliver on in those spaces. But yeah, that Monarch tractor was something else. I mean, Casey, I think that brings up an interesting point of like, there's a lot of innovation going on at the farm level that's really intended to be economical for the grower and also sustainable in terms of their longevity and their sustainability of just being profitable and addressing the high input costs and things like that. But, you know, that all has a positive impact on the environment and what we're doing, you know, as being good stewards of the land, really. And that's, I think, brands and companies, consumers care about that. And I think we could do better, you know, linking what's already going on and what's already happening at the farm to brands and to consumers and letting them know that there's stuff like this already happening. 
in the ingredient space, we're a part of, of the brand story. When we're at the retail sector selling fresh, it's the blueberry story. But when we're an ingredient, we become a part of this product story. And I, you know, I look forward to kind of increasing our visibility and what the industry is doing in terms of sustainability moving forward. Well, thanks, Jake, so much for being a part of this podcast episode. We've really appreciated your input and participation on the R&D board. We were happy to have you in Oregon and kind of midpoint through your term on the R&D advisory board. I look forward to what we're going to do next year together and continuing to support companies like Chobani and your innovation and being that resource and um, really you know, place of data information and access to the producers of a very important gradient in the dairy category. So thank you so much. And uh, we hope to continue this collaboration. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been just an honor to be a part of the inaugural advisory board for USHBC. And I'm really excited to see what next year brings. Thanks, Jake. Great to have you on the show. All right. Thanks, Casey. All right, Alicia, this has been a great episode. I really enjoy Jake, and I really appreciate you for putting this together and making it happen. But what do you hope people take away from today's conversation with Jake? What I hope people take away is that companies like Chobani and others out there, and the companies even that are on our R&D advisory board, they want to engage with the blueberry industry. They want to engage with the producers of the ingredients that they use in their products. And you can see their passion for blueberries and the growers. And really, you know, we can leverage that engagement and bring them into the business and use their insights and really take advantage of their perspective to make the industry better and help take the industry into that new space of innovation and really ensure the sustainability of the industry. Like I said, having Jake at the tech tour, um, he has some really good questions that I don't think would have been asked if he wasn't there. And so, you know, I, I really look at our programs here at USHBC as the forum and the place to do that. So, you know, I look forward to having more companies on our podcast and represented in our programs and having their input incorporated into what we're doing, because it'll really, really make the industry better. Yeah, I feel the same way, the passion and then the energy and, you know, just the excitement that you can sense from Jake about how much more is still there from a Chobani perspective, but from a blueberry perspective, but just that there is an enthusiasm, you know, and I would say the thing I hope people take away from this episode, from what you just shared about the R&D advisory board is that this is a reflection of the depth of this relationship, these invitations to be a part of our industry's effort to move blueberries into food manufacturing and food ingredient and the industrial use of blueberries for food manufacturers is something that we really want to continue to, to hone in on as part of our new strategic plan and definitely develop the depth of relationship that it takes. In this case, one example here with Jake, but that invitation is open to understand where these intersections of the relationship can be and where we can go and what we can do as USHBC in relationship to people like Jake. That's what I hope people take away from this episode. He's one example of an R&D board, but essentially this open invitation to get to know what more there is for blueberries in this space that really excites me. And I, and I think it excites our industry. And certainly that's what our fall meetings and that tech symposium really reflected is a future forward 
for our industry that everyone should be really excited about. Well, again, Alicia, great episode. Thank you for continuing to connect these dots and, and bring this great information forward to our podcast. That's it for episode 73. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on the Business of Blueberries. <laughs>